Changing healthcare starts with a dream. Better care, smarter care, and healthier people. Listen weekly as Dr. Gregory Goodman interviews today's most innovative MDs as they transform healthcare and share their journey from white coat to business suit, highlighting lessons learned and golden prescriptions for your success. Join us today and get your doctor-recommended dose of MD Innovation. Welcome to The Modern MD. Today we have Jeffrey Hospelt, acclaimed as one of the nation's forefront experts in the fields of otolaryngology and facial plastic surgery. He's the president of Memory Care Communities of Illinois, managing director of FMS Financial Solutions, and chairman and founder of the Society of Physician Entrepreneurs. Welcome to the show, Jeff. It is a pleasure to be here today, Greg. Thank you so much for joining us, and I'd like to kind of start off by having you share a little bit about you personally and your story as a physician entrepreneur. Well, I did my medical training at Yale as well as my training in otolaryngology and facial plastic surgery. Came down to the Washington, D.C. area uh, because that's where my family migrated from New York and practiced otolaryngology and facial plastic surgery here for about 25 years. Toward the end of my career, I recognized the fact that I had attention for business so I went back and I got an MBA at Hopkins. I did that with my then 22-year-old son. Going back to school with, with one of your children was a, an experience, to say the least. I then went on to get a degree in organizational development at George Washington University. And I retired from the active clinical practice of medicine about nine years ago. And I've been an entrepreneur ever since. What an incredible journey, and uh, what a cool story to, to go back and, and do a degree with your son. That, that must have been really, really cool. Who got better grades? Or maybe I shouldn't ask that question. I'll tell you and your listeners a quick story. My, my son was a finance major at Carnegie Mellon and really didn't know a whole lot about healthcare. But on the road to John Hopkins one day, uh, he said to me, Dad, uh, you know, we have this test coming up in managed care. How long has it been since you took a test? About 20, 30 years? Uh, I bet you $5 I'd be better on this test than you. I said, Josh, this is our first experience, you know, going to school together. I really don't want to make this a competition. He says, Dad, it's $5. So I said, fine. So we continued to study for the test together as we ride to, to Baltimore uh, every week. And we finally take the test. It's a long test and not used to writing so long when you, you know, because you're used to writing on computers and whatnot. My hand is cramping at the end. But he says to me at the end of the test, you know, I really think I did well. I said, good, great. I think I did well too. Two weeks later, the professor's handing out the, the papers in the front of the room. He says, Dad, sit here, I'll get it. Uh, he goes, he gets both papers, he brings them back. He shows me the first paper. Uh, it's his paper, and he got a 98. At which point, I'm reaching for my wallet to take out the $5. He then takes out the other paper and shows it to me. It's my paper. I got a 100, and he throws it at me. He says, I can't catch a break. He never bet me again. <laughs> what a great story. Very cool. One of the pieces that we like to start off with is is a success quote. And I don't know if you have one, Jeff. Do you have kind of a success quote that you use or, or something that, you know, kind of inspiring? It's not about the days of your life. It's about the life in your days. Very, very cool. Kind of living living every day and enjoying it. 
I think it's all about quality, like you're saying. Pieces that that I'd like, you know, kind of draw into is what I'm terming the white coat to business suit transition. And, you know, it sounds like you transitioned a little bit later, but I want to just kind of understand your mindset as you went from clinical practice kind of to the business world and and hear a little bit more about your journey and the story there. It it really was like chaos theory in that you climb a mountain and you're at the top of the mountain. And it's a great view from the top of the mountain, but it's the same view from the top of the mountain. And that's what it is when you when you have a successful surgical career. And I did tens of thousands of uh, procedures, and it was it was a nice place to be, but it was the same view. And incrementally, how much of an impact do you leave by doing one more uh, rhinoplasty or one more sinus surgery? So in order to to leave a bigger footprint, it requires climbing down from the mountain that took you so long to get to the top of and starting from the bottom. And believe me, it is a humbling experience because all of a sudden those people that revered you as a physician don't trust you as a business person. And it was very uh, interesting uh, to me because when I started Memory Care Communities, which is a uh, a syndication, assisted living facilities that I'm building specifically for the care of Alzheimer's and dementia care patients, I had to go and raise some equity. And I went to some high net worth individuals that were my patients for many years who had entrusted me with their lives. And even though they were very trusting in giving me their, their sons and daughters and wives and family, they didn't trust me enough to give me their, uh, their equity for my project. And it just tells you the mindset of people and how they view physicians and the hurdles that it takes in order to get over that hump and to really make people understand that you can do more than one thing, that you have the ability, yes, to help them medically, but you also have the ability to learn the business world and to be successful in that arena as well. An end point of that story, uh, I now have three of these facilities in the Midwest that are up and running and doing very well, getting great returns from my investors and and delivering superior care for our residents. And my fourth and fifth facilities are are now, um, we're closing on the land for those, and I am oversubscribed for those facilities. What an incredible story and sounds like they might not view you just as a physician now, but uh, as a serial entrepreneur and, and somebody that knows how to scale a business. And I just wanted to, you know, one question that I think a lot of to-be physician entrepreneurs or, or physicians interested in entrepreneurship or business is, should I get an MBA or should I kind of dive in? And I just wanted, I, I know you got an MBA, just kind of wanted your perspective there. You know, I think that if you want to sit at the table with other finance people and understand them fully and understand the the cap tables and understand the financial projections and not only understand it, but be able to understand how they were created. It takes some time. And if you're going to be practicing medicine, you really can't devote the same quality time to practicing medicine and practicing business. And that's sometimes a, 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 you know, a dilemma for physicians that want to be entrepreneurs but that want to keep their, their feet in both worlds. So for young physicians that want to do business, uh, I would say if you're looking to do business in terms of finance and 
and dealing with fundraising and dealing with exits and dealing with negotiation, especially with high-level strategics, it can't hurt you to have an MBA. That's a great point. I'm going to transition into kind of our next section, which is what I'm terming idea to venture. And you've had quite a few ideas that you've turned into ventures. And I wanted to see if you'd be willing to speak about something that, you know, I think a lot of people fear, which is failure. Maybe you didn't fail on a venture, but you had to kind of pivot. Was there a time, you know, during one of your current business ventures that you had to kind of change directions or pivot? And could you speak to that? You know, there are, there are times you pivot all the time. So a, a company that I'm an investor in uh, had two platforms, and I, I was an investor as well as being on the board. Uh, it had two platform technologies. One was a convection-enhanced delivery neurocatheter that delivered uh, stem cells and uh, materials into the brain. The other one was a mechanical thrombectomy uh, device that removed intravascular clots from peripheral vessels. Well, during the time that I was an investor in this company, it, uh, we went through some difficult times in that, you know, it was very hard to get subsequent funding in the last five years because of the recession. So we had to make a decision as, as a board and, and as investors to really let the the initial uh, convection-enhanced delivery platform go because we didn't have the funds to uh, and the wherewithal to continue to develop that and go through the regulatory uh, process. So we, we let it go and let the licensing go back to the university uh, from where it came, and we are devoting our efforts toward commercializing the thrombectomy device. So sometimes you have to make tough decisions, uh, and yes, it would have been nice to... to have done both, but in the real world, you have to understand that you have scarce resources and you have to apply them correctly. What a great story! And you know, I think, like you're saying, there's there's always tough business decisions, and you know, the resource resources are limited, and you can't always do everything you want. You, you have to kind of get to market, you know, create some uh, some values. Kind of going into our last section, I'm terming this not your typical hospital rounds. These are our business rounds. I'm going to ask you a few different questions, kind of trying to provide our audience with some golden nuggets and you know pieces of advice. So as kind of a physician entrepreneur, what what's a great success lesson or a great piece of advice you could give somebody kind of starting out wanting to explore the, uh, the healthcare field in innovation and entrepreneurship? Is to understand that if you have an idea and you own the intellectual property, at the end of your journey, if you're successful, maybe you'll, you'll own 5% of that idea. That's a big hurdle for people to get over. And that probably is the one thing that I tell my physician colleagues over and over again is you want to do it yourself, recognize the fact that 100% of zero is zero. But if you surround yourself with the people who have been there and done this before, and there are lots of people out there, from IT attorneys to regulatory consults to uh, marketing people to people who, who understand manufacturing to clinical research organizations uh, to finance people that can help you with your cap tables to funding uh, finally to getting some acquisition or strategic joint venture. It takes a team and if you're not willing to be either part of that team or lead that team then Perhaps you should, you know, stick to your day job. 
You have to have a value proposition and there has to be an unmet need. I recognized that when, when I was given the opportunity to run the debt recovery company, FMS Financial Solutions. It was a small company that I had invested in that did financial services and they collected debt for multifamily housing rental debt. And I said, you know, doctors need a trusted resource that they can go to to collect their patient-related debt. So over the last several years, I really created a physician-centric debt recovery company that can collect debt from patients and return those lost profits to hospitals, surgical centers, private physicians, and do it in a way that understands that very delicate balance of the physician-patient relationship. Understanding that there's an unmet need, bringing a value proposition, and doing it better, faster, cheaper, and in most times, safer than the current technology, that's the success formula. Wow, what a great piece of, I wouldn't even call that advice, just, you know, general, like you're saying, formula that if you follow kind of putting the right people on the bus and, and the right team, oftentimes people don't realize that can be more valuable than just the idea. So I know you have a few companies and you're, you're a serial entrepreneur, investor, advisor. You also work with SOAP. What's like a daily discipline? You've got so many different businesses and, and things you're managing. Are there some certain things you do with your day to kind of block off chunks of time or do you have, have any successful daily disciplines that you think could translate or, or you could share? I am an avid exerciser. So I exercise two hours every day, an hour in the morning and the hour in the evening. Uh, and I do that to find my genetic profile. My dad died when he was in his mid-60s of a, of a heart attack or a stroke, we're not sure which one. So in order to uh, increase my time on this earth, uh, I make sure that I put in the, the time and effort that's needed to maintain my health. So that's a discipline that, that I do, and that does seem to be helping. My brother does the same thing. I think that's uh, that's great. I might start doing that myself. I try one exercise uh, a day, but I, I like the putting it together and, and you know being the beginning and end of the day. I think it's a nice way to to start your day and reflect at the end. Last two questions here: Are there any sort of mobile resources that you think are, are helpful for entrepreneurs that you use on a daily basis that you'd like to share? Well, the SOAP community is a great is a great resource. So the Society of Physician Entrepreneurs is a society that myself and two other otolaryngologists formed about five years ago. Uh, we now have over 11,000 LinkedIn members. We have 11 chapters throughout the United States and starting some international chapters. And I'm the chairman of the board, and I get to meet some fantastic people, and I get to choose leaders of all these chapters. So it is very interesting to me to see that there are doctors out there who are entrepreneurial, who have who have made successful business people out of themselves, and are willing to give back to those who are coming after them. And so SOAP is a great resource for physicians as well as any healthcare provider, whether it's a chiropractor, a doctor, a nurse, uh, or a dentist who has an idea and wants to be able to understand the roadmap to commercializing that, that idea. So we encourage people to join our organization, to get involved with our organization. Uh, we have terrific meetings and uh, seminars and, and webinars, and that, that's a great resource for young entrepreneurs, young meaning that they're starting on their venture, not chronologically that they're young, 
It will give you the both the, the resources, the experience, and the connections that you need in order to be successful. I agree uh, 100%. It's been a great resource for me. That's how uh, we met. I've met a lot of great mentors and, and leaders in, in kind of the physician entrepreneur world, and I'm a LinkedIn men member as well. So suggest anybody listening to, to join the, uh, the network and get involved. Dr. Jeff Hasselfeld, thank you so much for being on The Modern MD. Incredible advice today, and, and thank you for sharing your journey as an innovative modern MD, and we really appreciate you being on the show. It is my pleasure, Greg. I wish all those entrepreneurs out there both the best of luck and uh, a very safe and fruitful journey. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me today on The Modern MD. Head to themodernmd.com to get links and recaps of every show and so much more. Dose up and like The Modern MD Facebook page.